Welcome in to the Free Retiree Show, where we help you transform your life so you can become financially free. And this show will give you the inside track on how to excel in your career, filter out the noise surrounding your finances to help you make smart financial decisions, and we'll learn from thought and business leaders who can help you live your best life. Welcome in. My name is Lee Michael Murphy. I am alongside career advisor, Sergio Patterson. What's up? And our attorney, Matthew McElroy. What's going on? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a very special podcast. This is, in fact, our very first remote recording session. So, our sound quality isn't going to be as great as you're accustomed to, but, you know, we got to we gotta do what we got to do with these difficult times. So, how are you guys feeling about the uh, your first remote recording? Feeling pretty good, man. You bought us these uh, nice mics from, where'd you buy them, from Walmart or something? Oh. <laughs> Best Buy, <laughs> bro. Fancy. Best Buy, wow, okay. Impressed. Uh, I, I think it's pretty good. Matt, how are you feeling? Uh, good. You know, I, when Lee gave me the mic, he didn't practice social distancing. Yeah, you know, he, he actually <laughs> stuck his whole body in, in my car, basically. So, you know, I think we should probably it's talk about okay. that. Wait, I was don't you know we have children? Don't you know we have children? We got to keep kids safe. I'll get out of here. I was far enough. All right. So, so I almost had to roll this my guy window pulled up to him. my house. He's like, "Come outside." I'm like, "Oh gosh, hey, way, stay far <laughs> did away." Did I? Did I not have a mask on? You did have a mask, but you didn't have gloves. Oh, get out of here! You, okay, uh, guys, I did my best. Yeah. yeah he, well, w- when he met with me, he had neither. So <laughs> <laughs> you just came back from Thailand. What are you? What are you going to try to criticize me, this bro? This is true. This is true. Stay away, yeah. Mister Mr. Mr. McElroy. Were you? <laughs> did you just not take a uh, a trip to Thailand? Just to go have some fun and do some kickboxing during a great time with a, well, you know, you know, during the pandy. Cause... You went during the pandy. And you're gonna give you're <laughs> gonna pan- give me crap. Oh, come T- technically on. it wasn't a pandy yet, but you know when when I left, Thailand had maybe I think it was like twenty something cases that were active. You know they had a few more than that, but you know some people had, had recovered, and so it wasn't out of all the countries. It was like you know twentieth like on the list, of, you know. So that especially twenty something in the country of like you know million, you know sixty eight million or something. Like yeah. That. It's like, you know, that's not that bad. And so I didn't see it as a threat at the time. But, you know, when I went over there, maybe two days later, it blew up in the U.S. Like it started getting into the, you know, 300s, 400s, thousands. Wow. And that's when. Wait, when you were when you were there, there it blew out? It blew yeah, up? Like when I was there, like my second or third day, they, they shut. I think they shut down the, the or they, they, they said they were going to shut the European border down on like, fri- or, you know, the, the borders to European people to uh, on a, I think it was a Friday. And it was like third, you know, I was there on a Thursday. So it was pretty crazy. It's wild. Well, we're, we're happy to have you back, you insensitive bastard. Yeah. I all right. Go to our topic. <laughs> <for two weeks. laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. We talk so, about all that. For uh, today's episode, guys, we have a great a subject lined up for you guys. We're going to go over the CARES Act. So as you guys know, uh, since COVID-19, there's been a big impact in terms of you know people getting unemployed, uh, self-employed people, business owners have taken a big hit. Uh we're going to give you some really valuable information to help you to help get you through this time and, you know, probably save you some money. So if I were you, I would listen to this because I think there's going to be really valuable information. If you got a mortgage, you got a student loan, you own a business, you should listen to this podcast. But since we've had so much going on, let's just kind of shoot the shit a little bit and just kind of see what, you know, everyone's been up to and how you all been handling this. Uh, so Serge, you know, what have you been doing? You know, how's life been since the pandy started? 
it's been it's been crazy man i think my costco my my costco expense is through the roof you would not be happy with me lee are you one of those um, assholes that buys all the toilet paper so maybe that, that's a yes that's the, yeah yes no, not these, all guys. these guys We're, give me a hard time limited you can't buy as much as you want now costco's limit they limit you to one um but what's funny is i always give my mother-in-law shit for like she was she was on this like months ago she was like we should buy toilet paper we should do this and i was like hey calm down this is just it's gonna be contained in china she was on this and now my god i wish i would have you know listened to her but um if i'm not hoarding but dude it's like people if you don't everyone else is so then what what do you do and i've got I've got five butts in my house. So <laughs> toilet paper, we got water. We, I mean, I'm in my garage right now. But There's a lot of assholes at the Patterson residence. Yeah, you know, so uh, yeah, man, we've just been, I already was working from home two days a week. I won't go too much into that, but like work hasn't changed much, but life at home with like raising kids and doing homeschool, like we're teachers now, we're like everything now, dude. It's- uh, You think you're uh, fit to do that role, Sergio? Teach those I mean, kids? I just hope my son can pass second grade. Kids are goners. <laughs> can you imagine if Lee had a, a kid that he'd be teaching? Oh man, no, it'd be terrible. No, dude, terrible. you should watch Jackson and his commands. He does. Jackson. He's he's the smartest for the dog for the audience. Ever. He's a, he's a dog. Jackson's an animal. He um. is smarter than most humans. I come to that conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> How no, about you, Matt? Dude, uh, when you see Jackson, it's like he's done a line I, I, of cocaine right when he sees you. <laughs> <laughs> like he's never been pet before in his life. Yeah, hey, exactly. one last thing. One last thing, dude. I have so much more respect. I already had respect for teachers, but like infinite amounts of respect for teachers now. Like they need to get paid more. Dealing with the kids all day long is not not easy work. Much respect to all the teachers out there. Yeah. I think this whole uh Pandy has kind of showed everyone that the teachers and healthcare workers, man, like we've, we haven't really given them credit. We have given them a little bit in the past, but I don't think people realize how valuable these people are. So if you are a teacher, if you are a healthcare worker, man, uh, love, much love to all you because we really do appreciate you. And I think everyone realizes it at this point in time. So Maddie, what have you been up to? How's things been at the McElroy household? Oh, it's going full steam. Uh, you know, not too much has changed except for Sloan doesn't go to work now. <laughs> you know, I, I work from home pretty much every day anyway. Did and, you say uh, something to the fact that just she's lazy now or something like that? <laughs> Wait, isn't she <laughs> in the room? Would never she come out of my mouth. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> recording <laughs> those words would just be horrible thing to ever do. <laughs> Wait, dude. So and then those uh, coming out of my mouth just in general, not recorded, would be bad too. Michael, uh, th- th- that's closed. They're not. I know. Yeah, you know they, they, it was really weird because right in the beginning, they they tried to get some kind of exception, like directly from the governor, um, to declare them an essential business, and they actually got it uh, based on education. Which it you know, it's, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I get it. You know, Michael's definitely has some educational stuff. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. all the, you know, the crafts and activities for kids. And but you know, you know, seventy percent of that store is like home decor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, and yeah, to yeah. put all those employees at risk. I mean, and if you look at Michael's, like, who, who's their main? You know, who's a lot of the employees? Right? They're they're usually older or very young, and uh, you know, it's just the risk factor is just not worth it. Yeah. So what do you guys think about, you know, how we've handled this? Like, you know, 
dealing with this whole pandemic like what's your thoughts have we done a good job (laughs) you know i I know how how you guys feel how real can we be right now yeah are you still still bound can you do you have anyone uh approving this podcast lee or can we just say whatever we want well you guys can say what you want (laughs) i'm a little bit more limited listeners are probably like what the hell that guy's more limited yeah unfortunately but yeah you guys can go (laughs) give give me your give me your thoughts i want to know what's your what's your overall opinions my opinion is that i'm surprised at you know united states is a huge country we have a ton of resources i'm very surprised that we, we just weren't better prepared for this like we should have a 30 60 90 day plan outlined and like there's nothing out there right now people are just talking you don't know what to believe there's stuff on media news it's like somebody needs to step up and figure this thing out so I, i'm just surprised at how unprepared we are but yeah no i totally i totally agree with that it's it's kind of ridiculous and just you know all the stuff he was saying in the beginning about calling it a hoax and you know it might not be that big of a thing and you know that that's all coming back and being thrown in trump's face but you know it, it's it's like we had a huge warning about this with the way it blew up in china and it's like you know given how everything is nowadays where people travel to china all the time i mean look at the bay area it's probably one you know a lot of people travel to china like nothing it's part of their you know everyday stuff and uh you know it's just so it's so foreseeable that something like this could happen yeah i think overall that you know definitely hasn't been perfect and i definitely think we weren't prepared right i mean all the ventilators the mask i mean just the overload that the hospitals are experiencing we obviously but you got but you know what governor uh, newsom he's you gotta say he's done a pretty good job with this like you know i read some article that they were anticipating that they were going to have like close to fifty thousand hospitalizations right now but because of you know the social distancing and the shelter in place or you know that's only like around three thousand or something at this point which is you know that's a I mean, it's still a lot, but, you know, that's a that's a great number compared to what they were projecting. I think on the state level and the national level, I thought the shutdown happened pretty quickly. Yes, could have happened sooner. Yes, definitely. But well, I think like overall, in, like in January, maybe. <laughs> well, did you guys know that Santa Clara County was the very first county in the whole country to do it? I, had no I, I just found that out. I just read an article. I didn't, I didn't know that previously. I was like, whoa. That's yeah, dude, Lee, sorry to interrupt you, but. Didn't we, didn't the government get word of this like late December? Yeah. And I was like yeah. on a plane in February in Mexico. I had the chill and living my best life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, they could have shut it down sooner and yeah, they should have, but overall I, I thought it was still pretty quick. Generally when you have so many, you know, people involved from the top down, these things can get drawn out, but I'm not saying Sounds it like was, bullshit to me, dude. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it was great, but I thought they did an okay job. I'm saying it's okay, and it, I think it could have been better for sure. So, like, like a C, like if we're going like, like school. I say, Dude, I say you, like so you give, you on the national the way that this level, has been handled a passing grade. A C minus, right? Maybe C minus. I think on a national level, C minus. And the state of California, though, I'd say B plus. Dude, that's fair. I mean, Trump has. You done guys are something. both not cut out to be teachers. <laughs> 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 I mean, Trump's done. You know, he's made some actions. I think he could have just done it faster, and I think. Now is the time for Trump to really just step up and forget all of his beef and squabbles and just squash everything and just like step up and be a leader. 
Like we need somebody calm and like that executive presence. We don't need someone talking shit and like mad about Biden or this and that. Just step up, get us through this storm. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Matt, how was your trip to uh, Thailand? How do you think things went when you uh, came back? back into the country do you think that we were prepared for this like did you have a really intense screening process when you came back into the country like give us give us your thoughts and give us the date that you came back just to give listeners perspective um okay so i left on the 9th and i got back i think the 16th or 17th um yeah no it, it was you know thailand was handling it amazingly better than we were, uh, you know, really? e- everywhere that I went. I mean, I'm talking even seven 11, they got somebody at the door checking you with a forehead, you know, thermometer. If you have a fever, they're not gonna let you in. And they got them. Everybody's got a mask on, everybody's sanitizer, all that stuff. And, and when you walk in there, after you get your temperature taken, they spray your hands down with sanitizer, like before you even enter the store. So it was like, and that was everywhere. That was just like restaurants, seven 11, like everywhere you went. And then in the airports, you're going through, I mean, between the, my connecting flights and like Taiwan and everything. I mean, I was walking through so many thermal scanners. I mean, I had to have hit at least five, right? Then on the way back in the U.S., once we landed in San Francisco, I didn't get thermal scanned once. <laughs> Nobody. Not, no, really? So yeah, you were getting once. thermal scanned while you were in Thailand, but then when you came back. you In Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan was really on top of it, too. Um, so, Matt, do you think these countries already just had a plan ready to go? Like they, like they probably had, well, and they just executed. Like, oh, this. You know, I think these countries had do. seen stuff like this before with SARS. You know what I mean? They were more, yeah. they were more affected by SARS, and this is kind of, it's not, you know, it's obviously, you know, bigger than SARS was, but it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's got similar aspects to it, and so I think some of the things that they, you know, put in place at that time are you know, translate well to this and then that's what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I heard also too, I mean, I don't know how true this is that the virus doesn't survive well in heat. And, you know, when I was in Thailand, it was a hundred and something degrees and, you know, super humid. So, you know, they, and they were saying that, that the people that, you know, w- do get it, that they sweat it out and it goes through their body in like eight to 10 days rather than, you know, three weeks or a month, whatever it is with someone else. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know how true that yeah, is. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer. You know, we're getting, uh, what is it, April, May? Like, I'm hoping it calms down, but then what happens in the winter? Yeah, yeah I don't even know. We will see. That's a, it, well, that's, a, you know, that's, if you look at, like, Wuhan and Italy and, like, you know, South Korea, some of these places where it took off all crazy, they all have, like, kind of similar weather in some aspects of it. it's, like, you know, 50s, 60s, it's kind of cloudy. Like, you know what I mean? It's just not, it's not warm weather in you know, it seems to explode there more than some of these other places. Like if you look at all the Southeast Asia, you know, they're, I mean, they're still hit, don't get me wrong, but it, it's, it's spreading not as fast there. Now talk to Indonesia us, man, about, uh, when you guys got back, you got back from San Francisco, you went, you self quarantined, right? Or what, how yeah, did that, what yeah, was that yeah, process for about like? 15 days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I mean, we just, my, my parents had a, an extra place at their house and it was just like a, basically like a, you have your own room, bathroom, kitchen, all that stuff. And it's just secluded from everybody else. I wasn't able to see my kid or Sloan or anybody. So, 
So that's was this like a quarantine like forced on you know? by your wife? Like she's basically like, <laughs> oh no, she was on board from it. It was like she got an extra two weeks of vacation. That, yeah, was this no really a quarantine, Matt? I think what all listeners wanted was this really a quarantine, or is this Sloan just putting you back in your place? Probably a mixture. <laughs> Mix, mixture of both. <laughs> half and half, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're gonna go to the break. So if you guys have not yet, please uh, share our show. Uh, you know, follow us on Facebook. And uh, if you have any questions, you know, for our career advisor, Sergio, or our legal wizard, Matt McElroy, you can email us at ask at thefreeretiree.com. We'll be right back. Right, guys welcome back into the free retiree show so we're talking about the cares act this thing i think is very beneficial to a lot of americans it's going to give a lot of people a lot of help one negative though this thing got rolled out super fast and no one knows how the hell it works so i'm going to do my best to try to help filter it and you know kind of sift through all the bs that's out there about this thing and try to give you guys some clarity behind it but just to get this in perspective, right? So the last big stimulus during a major downturn was back in 2009. And that was the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. And that was a stimulus package signed in place by President Obama. Now, what do you guys think? Now, that was the Great Recession. What do you think the total number was for that stimulus package? Any guesses? Well, how much did we get, right? Didn't we get like, what was that? Like, Remember we got a check. He has like 600 each, maybe something like that. We, that, 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 that was when we bailed out. Yes, when we were bailing out the banks. banks in auto industry. Yes. So the um, majority of that was I the mean, banks. Like, like, that was when Wall Street was, you know, tumbling and the mortgages were, you know, upside I'll, down. I'll, I'll say $1 trillion. It was actually only $831 billion. That's a, that's a lot. That's a ton. But this that we just rolled out for this CARES Act, over $2 trillion. $2 trillion. Wow. The printer that's printing all this money probably burst into flames while they started doing this. A bunch of printers probably burst into flames because that is a lot of guacamole. Well, don't you think that's just going to lead to some heavy inflation? That's that's the thought down the road that that could be an issue. Oh yeah, it'll be a few years, but you know, till it all sinks into the, you know, system. There's but. there's a lot of unknown. We're gonna have to see how this plays out. But first thing, we'll talk about the one-time cash payment. I know a lot of listeners and people I know are very interested about what that looks like. We'll also talk about the duration of the benefits. That's there's something that you need to know about that. It's not like the usual duration for regular unemployment. We'll be talking about eligibility. Who is eligible for these benefits? 
We'll also talk about the increased benefits that come with unemployment. We'll talk about the tax filing. There's a new tax deadline and filing date. And lastly, we'll talk about the benefits that are there for the small business owners. So that's what we're going to be going over today. But first off, let's go into the one-time cash payments, right? So you guys have all heard about this, right? What do you guys think about it? Go ahead, Matt. I have, I have my thoughts. <laughs> oh, you're referring to the $1,200 one-time payment? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, here's the issue with this, so, right? Yeah. Go ahead, Serge. No, I was going to say, I think it's cool, but... If we compare it to other countries, other countries aren't, aren't doing one-time payments. Uh, and what I don't get is a one-time payment in California is the same as a one-time payment in Kansas. And mm -hmm. our cost of living is way higher. Yeah. So you have so, people that's going to pay their rent 1200 bucks. So, hey, you guys, have you got these checks in the mail yet? That's true. That won't even cover rent in the Bay Area. I don't even know if I'm qualified. I think I'm going to qualify. For I haven't got anything yet. No, you you have to you have to make less than I think ninety, right? Or six, so I think if you're a couple, if you're a couple, you can make up to two hundred eighteen. If you have yeah, so here here is here is the numbers, right? So if you're a single filer, right, um, you're gonna between be between seventy five thousand and ninety nine thousand, and if you are in that range, so at seventy five, you start to get phased out. They're gonna give you a reduced amount, but if you're below that seventy five k range, you're gonna get about twelve hundred, and then if you're married. You're looking at 150 at the point where you start to get phased out all the way to 198,000. And so that, if you're a couple, you're going to get basically $2,400 and you get $500 per kid. Wish right? I had like 10 kids. Right so now. basically a bunch of people <laughs> that live in, you know, expensive areas. You know, this is, I mean, not many people that, you know, I know in the Silicon Valley area are going to really qualify for this. I mean, if you live out in, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, this might be a great thing, but people that live in New York, people that live in LA or especially the Silicon Valley, you're probably not going to get it if you're making, you know, decent, decent living out here. It's, it's well, think, uh, think about somebody that's in the situation that makes too much to qualify, but they just lost their job. Yeah. So yeah. So it's a, it's a know, tough situation. Just, um, they, they lose out on both, you know? And so how are they going to gauge, you know, how much you make? So it's going to go based off your recent tax filing. So they'll go based off your 2019 tax filing. And if say but you, if did you haven't filed for 2019, they'll go 18, right? They'll yeah. 18 they'll they'll 18. look back to 2018 and see what you get. And maybe you don't qualify for, you know, be based off your 2019, but maybe 2020 you do, they'll give you a credit for 2020. Yeah, and uh, one thing, if you're over that 150, doesn't it go down by what a hundred, hundred dollars every? Do you see that, Lee? Where it's like if you're over 150, up between 150 and 198, mm -hmm. you like phase out, like you get you paid it phases less you out. Over, I'm not sure ex exactly yeah. the rate of how they phase out, but yes, it gets less and it goes probably yeah. all the way to zero once you get to that 198. If you're married, so how are they sending these out? Right. So a lot of people are asking, like, am I going to get my check in the mail? So um, if you did your tax return and you, you know, use your bank account, you get put it on file with the IRS, more than likely you, they'll just deposit it in there. Um, so that'll be easy. But if you don't, you're going to have to go open up a web portal and, you know, 
from the IRS and put in your banking information. So a lot of people are expecting this to be done somewhere in, you know, the second or third week of April. But like I said in the beginning, the unfortunate situation that we're in is this thing got rolled out way too fast. And a lot of people are scratching their head and thinking, you know, why am, why is no one listening to me? Why am I not getting my requests taken care of? And it's because these people are being overloaded. And even the people that are, you know, in charge of this, they're trying to figure out how everything's working too. So there's a lot of dysfunction, right? So even though a lot of people are expecting this money to come into their account, uh, my prediction is that there's going to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be probably a lot of blunders that happen in this whole, uh, you know, CARES Act. There's probably gonna be a lot of things that you know, just fall through the cracks. So there's a common theme here, Lee. What's that? We're unprepared for the pandemic. And now, oh, we're yeah. now we're unprepared to help people when they need it. Uh, yeah, that is a why? common theme. I don't know, Sergio. Why? Tell us why, Sergio. <laughs> I don't know. It's not It's not even just a Trump thing, man. Like our, our government's so big and like, it's not just a Trump thing. I'm not even just saying that. I think it's just, we, sh we need to be prepared. Like we're one of the largest nations in the, in the world. Like this shouldn't be that difficult. We have the best tech companies in the world. Like what, the, like, why can't we figure this shit out? You know, yeah. You know what bothers me too, is that <clears throat> this thing is like, you know, it's bigger than the United States, right? It, it's worldwide. And it's like, I feel that the style so far has been like isolate and not, you know, it, they're not working together. Maybe like they should be to, to conquer this thing as a, you know, a team as a whole. I mean, yeah. I know the WHO and CDC and all that stuff are, you know, worldwide in some ways but you know I, I feel like there's you know as far as the government goes i feel like there's been like almost like an isolation effort and it's you know that's not the way to handle this kind of situation well all right, i see what you're saying yeah it's yeah. interesting no I, I see your point yeah so let's go talk about the unemployment benefits so for unemployment the way it generally works is in california and a lot of the other uh, states you're going to get basically you know, they say half of your overall income in unemployment, but it's capped out. So in California, I believe right now the cap is around 450. That's the max amount that you can receive per week. But what makes this CARES Act kind of special is there's something unique about it. So in addition to the regular unemployment benefits, you can qualify for an additional $600, right? Which is a pretty lucrative uh, situation. And that's going to actually bring up a lot of question marks. Uh, because if you add an additional 600, there's going to be a lot of people that are probably going to be like, well, this is a pretty lucrative benefit. Why should I hop off unemployment? Because I mean, granted, they probably need it now, but if you use the regular amount, tack on an additional 600, there'll be a lot of people that will be using that for the full length of is the benefit. Six, is that 600 a week? Extra? Yeah, it's, it's really rich. It's, it's, it's significant. That's a big amount for a lot of people. It is. So that's why there's going to a lot of people that might be unemployed and they need it, but maybe when they don't need it, they probably won't jump off right away. So that's what's going to be interesting. To get on the job train again. Yeah, right. I mean, I remember when I was working through school, I mean, <laughs> if I was working at my ho the hotel that I worked at and this happened, I would probably milk it. You know, Dude, I'm, uh, Kimberly's a substitute yard duty. She makes like nothing, right? She just she just does it to spy on Darren. And she worked, <laughs> she didn't work at all last year. Or no, she worked like three months, but she made like nothing. So I'm, she she filed for unemployment. I'm hoping she gets this because 600 a week is way more than what she was 
She didn't think of nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping she qualifies for this because her work has been impacted. School shut mm-hmm. down. We'll see what happens. We're, 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 we're rooting for you, buddy. We're rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> so general unemployment, it's about 26 weeks. This one's extended, so it goes an additional 13 weeks. So basically we're at around 39 weeks. So that's another great thing about this. I mean, for people that really need it, um, this is a really nice benefit. Uh, unemployment really hasn't been this rich in the past. Another thing about the unemployment is it's, it's actually extended to the self-employed in the gig economy. So the people that work for Uber, uh, Lyft, that normally wouldn't get these sort of benefits, uh, freelancers, independent contractors, they are not, preclude, uh, not precluded from this. So that's a, ge- that's a great bonus for them. Um, going on to the tax filing. Tax filing, we always do April 15th generally. Uh, it's been pushed back. So July 15th is your new tax preparation day. No paperwork, oh, no penalties. And if you are on quarterly payments, so a lot, I know a lot of business owners go quarterly. Uh, so normally it would be Q1, you do April 15th, Q2, June 15th, Q3, September 15th, Q4 is January 15th. But for 2020, uh, Q1 through 3 is all now due on October 2020. And Q4 is due January 15th, 2021. So a little bit of help there. And let's talk about the mortgages. So have you guys had uh, any discussions with clients or friends about the mortgage situation? Yeah. Um, I've got a friend. She owns a property in San Jose in the Bay Area. And uh, she's pretty pissed about, and I get it, but what they're trying to do, and Lee will probably go into this, but uh, there's like that um, rent relief. I think Newsom is trying to um, implement where, People who rent will have some sort of like delay in payments or some something happen. You can clarify. Yeah, like basically 120 days. They're giving them some relief. Yeah. So people who own these houses are like, well, the banks aren't giving me relief. So like they still they still need to pay their mortgage. So I think there's like a lot of back and forth. My thought is is everything just needs to be put on hold until this thing gets figured out. Because I don't yeah. think it's fair for the owner if the renter's not having to pay but they're living in the house. Yeah. And the so, owner still has to pay their mortgage. No, I get it for sure, for sure. Um, so I think a lot of uh, those companies are actually, you know, do, doing some kind of relief program where they can, you know, not pay it similar to the rent thing. Like it almost matches it, I think. Yeah. So the way it's working, I, I think right it's now, pretty new. Actually, I, read, I think I read an article like yesterday, or the day before. Oh, that's awesome. So the way it works now is basically if you have a federally backed loan. Um, you can basically do a forbearance for most of these companies. And basically it says you don't have to do your payment. Um, and you go for 180 days without making a payment. And then you could, you know, petition again and go another 180 days. So basically a whole year without having to make a payment. Sounds great. But what you need to be aware of when you're doing this, uh, a lot of times uh, you have to talk with your loan servicer, but with these terms, it can be all due right at the end of the 180 days with, you know, with the interest. So during this time, you know, yeah, you don't have to make a payment, but interest does accrue. And then look at the term because sometimes it's like when this 180 day, 180 days is up or the year is up, you owe it all right there. And then bam. So that could be really devastating for a lot of folks because a lot of people probably aren't planning for that. Um, A lot of loan servicers, 
uh, are putting it at the end. So just extending out the term, which is much more helpful, but you have to talk to your loan servicer and be very clear, get that in writing, right? Because that's going to make a huge difference on what you do. And get everything in writing. Oh yeah. Matt, tell us, tell yeah, us, legal. preach it, buddy. Preach it. Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt. how does that, how does this actually help? Like over the next 180 days, right? If I'm a small business owner, if I'm not making any money, am I even going to be able to pay you in 180 days? Well, you know, it's going to be tough, right? Because a lot of these businesses are... Wait, hold on. What was your... I just want to clarify what Sergio asked. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, wondering... What, what, like, are you talking about, like, as far as, like, the small business owners or the mortgage pe people with mortgages? So, somebody who has a mortgage, right? It's saying, Lee, I think what you're saying is they're, we're, they're going to get a, essentially a 180-day, like, pause. They don't have to make a payment. Yep, forbearance. Forbearance. But at the end of those 180 days, they need to pay. With interest. Generally. With interest. So mm -hmm. between in those 180 days, 180 days, how many months is that? What is that? It's half a year. Like half a year. Half right? a year, six months. What's going to change? Like, are we assuming in, in the next six months that things are going to go back to normal? Yeah, like, you know, I, for I, I the, that article I was telling you is like, about that I read is yeah, that. How are they going to own that? I don't know. They're just uh, my, what I heard is that they're just tacking it onto the extra, you know, the extra amount, like what Lee said, onto the end of the loan. And so you hope payments, you hope some yeah. aren't that kind though. Okay. Yeah, well, the article I read, yeah, they were talking about that. You're right. I bet you every you know loan servicer has their own. Oh, that would make that okay. would actually be doable, right? Yeah, that's that's, that's good, payment. but that's if you get that loan servicer that's willing to do that. that so it's kind of a crapshoot uh, at this point in time. But I, I have to I have to think that there's got to be something. In that, uh, in that relief that they have for COVID, I haven't, I, mean, I don't know what to point to exactly, but th there's got to be something that's, you know, giving people some kind of relief for their mortgage, I would think. Yeah. It, oh, sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, no. After you leave. What, was, what I was going to say is basically, you know, you just got to hope that, you know, whoever your loan servicer is, they have a good, you know, sort of plan that, you know, it can be tacked onto the end. Um, and if not, you know, it's, it's desperation mode. You got to do what you can save what you can do your best, but yeah, it is, is an imperfect situation. And a lot of people are going to get screwed because of this and it sucks. Um, well, you know, to pick, to piggyback on what you're saying, you know, the, the, the courts are all stopped right now, as far as foreclosures and evictions. So you can't evict somebody if they're not paying rent and you can't foreclose on a house if they're not paying their mortgage. So yes. like, like, you know, like yeah. what would normally happen is if that person can't pay their, their mortgage, right. Cause uh, you know, the tenant's not paying the bank, you know, the bank then has to take an action and do a foreclosure. They can do it like a statutory foreclosure. Or they can initiate a lawsuit into a judicial foreclosure. Um, but you know, there's during this time there, it's very specific that no foreclosures are going on at all. So this, yeah. as far as the court, the court, the, the, the judicial council and, you know the superior courts and all that stuff all put out like these emergency orders and that's one of the things that they talk about yeah and if you have private based you know uh loans or uh, you know private based mortgage make sure that you talk with them and see what sort of things that they can do for you because you know i think a lot of companies are trying to do their best so maybe they can't give you as good as a federal level but Maybe there is some relief. So I think you got to talk with your loan servicer and see what they can do for you and just tell them that you've been impacted by this and you want to keep paying, but times are rough. And I think, uh, you know, it's worth having that discussion. My tip would be make sure you call very early 
to whoever your servicer is, call very early in the morning before the phone lines get all tied up and have that conversation. Remember to be nice. Remember to uh, you know ask politely because those things really do matter when you're negotiating. Yeah. Hey, Lee, wouldn't ask them to confirm it in writing. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Yes. McCurry. Would you guys agree that like, well, as just a regular person out there who has like credit card debt or car payment, I feel like you could call and kind of negotiate in almost everything right now, I feel like. I think everybody's yeah. kind of call the support, right now. call the support team, like call the finance team, get your credit. You know what I mean? I feel like there's lots of things people can do if you really just try. Exactly. And that's the other thing. So like what Sergio was talking about. So I would say, you know, if you have an auto loan, you know, if you're, you know, have a mortgage, you know, try to at least have a conversation and have a discussion and see what's the, see what's available for you. There's no guarantee that you will be helped out. But at this point in time, I think, you know, our government and society as a whole has a soft spot for everyone that's impacted by this. So it's worth having those discussions. So don't be lazy. Don't cry about what's going on. You know, take a little bit of action, make these phone calls because they can't, really can't help you. So going on to student loans. So if you have federal student loans, um, they're basically suspended all the way till September 30th. So that's good for people that have student loans. Like my wife, she's got some student loans. So this will be great. They just need to just suspend them. Just period. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got to that point. But yeah, so till September 30th, you don't have to pay it on your federally backed student loans. And during this time, really awesome, no interest is accruing. So if you have the means, right? Please suck it up, pay down those student loans. It's very important because right now you don't have interest working against you. So don't be lazy. If you have student loans, pay them down aggressively at this point in time if you can. Most important things, make sure you have a great emergency fund, right? Three to six months in cash. But if you're in a good position, aggressively pay them down. Any questions on that? No, you know, I, I have a, a lawsuit right now that's dealing with student loans and it's kind of been put on hold because they're uh, deferred it with this new program. I think it's pretty cool that they're, uh, that interest, interest is really what gets people. Exactly. Uh, so oh, I think, I think that's awesome. Loans, yeah. uh, a student loan, I think that's, that's great. So your advice to pay it off now makes sense. It just, whether or not people can, can do it is, is the real question. Yeah. Cause I mean, exactly. mo most people's student loans are significant and to whatever, amount you're gonna have to pay is you know it's not gonna be cheap yet i mean I, I think they'd start negotiating now but i don't think you're gonna get the good deals on negotiating probably for a few months yeah and then on the so private side worse. it's yeah. kind of very similar to the mortgages so if you have private-based student loans uh those ones will go into forbearance so uh, a lot of companies have it where they can go into forbearance so basically you know you don't have to pay but interest will still be tacked on so it's not going to be generally won't be as good a scenario as the federal backed, but same thing, have a discussion, talk to them, see what they can do for you. And then let's talk about IRAs and 401ks. So right now it's a very unique time. You can actually take out a hundred thousand from your IRA or your 401k um, at this point in time, just because they know people are desperate for money and if generally, if you were to do that and you were under the age of 59 and a half, you would receive, you know, a big tax bill, uh, you'd get hit with penalties, but right now you're able to take out a hundred thousand dollars if you have that amount. So generally before you were taking from your 401k, it was basically 
your um, 50% of your total vested balance is what you could take out as in terms of a loan. And you have to pay interest on that. This is now you can take out 100% of your 401k. And you basically- What's, what's the penalty? No penalty. And you have to pay, is it a loan? Do you have to pay it back? Basically, you'll have to pay the taxes back in, th- uh, in three years. So, but during that time, you don't need to pay any taxes. So a lot of people are, what they're going to do is they'll be like, oh, I can take a hundred thousand out and, you know, not pay any interest on it. Give myself a great loan. Um, you know, it seems like a great idea, but I will caution people. That is also money that could be working for you. So don't think that's a great thing to do. I mean, if you're in a bind and maybe you have to make a move on a real estate purchase, yeah, go for it if you really need to. But I would discourage it because you know, keep in mind that money that's invested in your 401k, that's money that's working for you, right? So you don't want to cut that off. So that's a bad decision, but it's going to, so I would say that's a bad my, my decision. My 401k is working, working in the wrong way right now. <laughs> <laughs> Temporarily, right? Temporarily, yes. But, you know, if you, you're patient with this whole thing, it's going to come back and, you know, things are going to be fine. So don't be tempted to take your money out if you don't have to, because, that's an asset that's working to put money in your pocket. Well, at least since, since we're on the subject of this, this program, um, this seems like this is something that would probably affect your line of work a lot. Are you getting a lot of clients that are calling and asking questions about this specific thing or are you educate, are you calling your clients and educating them about it? I mean, how do you handle this since this kind of affects your world? Well, I mean, this whole cares act, uh, you know, has totally turned my world upside down for like the last three to four weeks. So, Nonstop, nonstop calls about these sort of things and having discussions with my clients in regards to what to do and what the options are. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant thing that I do now is talk about this CARES Act and you know try to educate my clients on it. So remember, if you are going to take out money from your 401k, your IRA, there's things that you should know. So to qualify for this, you have to make sure you, your spouse, your dependent was diagnosed with COVID-19. And you have to, another, another criteria is you were unable to work or you could not get childcare because of the coronavirus or you own a business that was closed or reduced their hours due to COVID-19. And the last thing is if you've experienced an adverse financial consequence because of COVID-19. So it is pretty broad, right? But like I said, it's going to be tempting to take that money out because there's no penalty try not to do it because that the opportunity cost is ginormous of that money that you would be taking out of your retirement account. And then lastly on this, I would say RMDs. So requirement required minimum distributions. Those have been waived for 2020. So for people that, you know, are up there in age when they get to 70 and a half, start taking out money, they don't have to do that. And that's helpful because when you take that money out, it gets taxed. Uncle Sam takes his chunk. And that's money you're taking away from your investments. So that's another beneficial thing in the IRA 401k space. Now let's go on to the small business owners. Uh, This is where I've been getting the most questions. What things can small business owners do to survive this situation? So first one I'll talk about is the PPP or the payroll protection program. So under this, um, you know, a lot of business owners think like, oh, well, I don't have a payroll. It's just me. Um, you know, 
that that's not necessarily the case. Even if you're a sole proprietor, you should you know talk with your accountant and see if you can be eligible for this. Um, but basically, what it is, it takes one month of your payroll. You take whatever that is based off your tax filing, your last tax filing, and it's two hundred and fifty percent of your monthly payroll costs. So they're going to give you that amount. And to be eligible, you have to have a maximum of ten million per business. You have to have under five under five hundred employees, under five hundred employees at a physical location, and each person that you put on your payroll, you have to cap them at a hundred thousand. Huh. Right, but basically, if you show that you're using this money for payroll, other employee expenses, mortgage, rent, utilities, this is forgivable, right? So the way you go in and get this is you have to go to whoever your bank is, uh, you know, where you do your business banking, and that's how uh, you're going to apply. They're going to ask for all this information, and if you get it, you know they'll give you the money. And it's basically going to be a forgivable loan. I mean, this this sounds awesome. I think a lot of we'll probably get get into this in a later episode, but a lot of businesses have started layoffs, and it seems like this, if this was available sooner, maybe that could have prevented some. Well, that's potential an interesting layoffs. point. Well, the, the reason why they're making it available through the banks is because normally with these sort of you know stimulus packages, you'd have to send out a check, right? Uh-huh. That might take you know, weeks, months for people to get that money. The reason they're going through the bank is it's, it's making it so they can get this money faster. Yeah. So makes sense. keep in mind, if you use it for those things that I talked about, that is a forgivable loan. The next thing that's been getting a lot of people talking is the economic injury disaster loan program or the EIDL. So this one's another interesting program. So basically what it offers is $10,000 grant to a small business owner or nonprofits that are impacted by COVID-19. And you know they have to just show that they had a hardship and that it's being used to cover rent, mortgage, salaries, worker pay leave, or business operational needs. So with this, it's much broader. Um, if you need to use money beyond that $10,000, you can apply for a small business loan that is basically right around... 3.75 and you know it can go for 30 years so you know it's a pretty good loan for people that need it if you're desperate you know consider it but you know this is another part of the program that you know the government's showing that hey they want to take care of their small business owners and you know they're trying to make it so you know they don't have to close up shop that's awesome all right guys so that is basically you know a big you know, 10,000 foot rundown of, you know, the benefits of this CARES Act. I know it's a lot, it's really confusing. And I would just tell listeners again, there is a lot of confusion behind this. It got rolled out super quick. So make sure you sit down with your accountant, financial professional, and get, you know, really good information on this. All right. Um, Yeah. So that is it for our episode. I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this. If you guys have any questions for me or the guys, please email us at ask at the We're going to be signing off, but Serge, before we go, what are you going to be talking about in the next episode? Yeah, it'll be a kind of a good transition, obviously COVID-19 and its impact on Silicon Valley. Um, I'll talk to you a little bit about some of the big companies, how they've been impacted some of the smaller 
tech companies, and then also uh, working from home tips, tips and tricks, um, how to do it. A lot of us are transitioning. Um, so I'll share my insight. I've been working from home for almost two years now, two days a week. So I kind of have a good plan in place and I'd love to share uh, my experience. Awesome, man. Can't wait for that. So everyone, we're signing off, but hey, one more thing. If you guys are thinking with this market volatility, you want to sit in cash on the sideline because that's what makes you safe. Just keep in mind, we just printed $2 trillion. You need to be an investor. Suck it up. I know it's scary, but make good investments. Talk to your financial professional because there's a lot of great opportunities at this time. So don't let the fear overwhelm you. All right, we're signing off. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson and Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Security America companies. Securities America Incorporated, Security America Advisors, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Third-party sourced information comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook Incorporated. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.